It's your pal Siri. You have found the Ambiguously Blind Podcast, where we are challenging beliefs and revealing abilities that make people extraordinary. With your host, a guy that's great at hearing, but terrible at listening, John Grimes. Hey, 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 greetings. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in, subscribing, and supporting the podcast experience. My guest for this episode is Stephanie Jones. He's the vice president of marketing for an app that I just recently discovered called Menus for All. And essentially, it is an app that puts somewhere like at least 800,000 restaurant menus in the palm of your hand, which is just tremendous for people like me in the blind and vision pair community, but for lots of other people also. I thought it'd be cool to have Stephanie on and uh, talk about the app and what's going on with Menus for All. Hey, Stephanie, thanks for joining the Ambiguously Blind podcast. Well, thank you for having me. This is so cool. Yeah, I, I think Menus for All is kind of cool. That's kind of how we um, connected here. It is, and it is a great thing to be able to have access to restaurant menus and not even have to worry about whether they are accessible or not. So you're right, and it's a great time to have access to these types of things. So a lot of good things going on. It certainly is, and we're going to talk a lot about menus for all. But before we do that, we got to find out a little bit about Stephanie. And okay. I've prepared some super hard-hitting questions, Stephanie. So are you sitting down? I am. Let's go for it. These are these are going to be tough. All right. Do I win a car at the end? Maybe, depending on the answers. <laughs> All right. Let's see what I get. And do. we'll see. Do you have an attorney near you? Uh, my sister is one. Okay. Then you should, be, feet, you should be in good shape. Them. All right. Let's go for it. What's your favorite band or type of music? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, the Temptations probably will always be my favorite. My girl will always um, just resonate with me. That's a good one, yeah. But I love music in its entirety. My playlist, my music library is very eclectic. So you will go from bluegrass to rock and roll to gospel to R&B to jazz to classical and back on around. So wow. yeah, I'm, I love music. That's a lot like me. I can kind of relate to that. What's the last book you read? I just finished one by Harlan Coben. Last night, I believe the name of it was Missing You. I think that was the name of it. I think that's so one of his older books, but it was very good. Now, we, we've talked a little bit before we hit the record button here. You read in Braille, right? I can read in Braille, um, I but I do a I lot of audio. I can read in Braille. Yeah, okay. I can read in Braille. <laughs> yeah. I do. Um, you know, Braille is one of those wonderful things that I worked so hard to learn, and I get to teach now, and I now have neuropathy in my hands, so it affects my ability to read, especially for long periods of time. Yeah, okay. So it's not, and with Braille not being my first uh, method of communication, I still fall back to, okay, well, I can do the audiobook and wash the dishes and do the laundry all at the same time. So oh, win, win, win. It helps. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So is that like an audible thing or do you use Bookshare or some other like NL NLS or something? 
I do. I use the NLS Bard Book. I think it is a wonderful um, Bard app. It's a wonderful app. They've done a really good job with it. They are have built some nice updates to it. It's one of those that I always make sure that I tell my students about. Whereas when I first joined it, it took forever to get new books. Now you're getting new books all the time. So I don't have to wait for a bestseller to become an audiobook. So much of that content is readily available. So it's a good, it's yeah, a good and one. Free, I love it. And free of cost. And free of cost. I like that price better than any other. Yeah. Very available and, and pretty affordable. So that's a good option. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now you're in the Memphis area, right? Is that where we find you normally? I am. Okay. So Born let's say, so let's say you and I, we're going to go out to dinner tonight and you're choosing where are we going? Because it's Memphis and you're not from Memphis. We got to have barbecue. Okay. Because that's what that Memphis sounds is good. known I'm from for. Texas, tonight, so, actually, yeah. Let's go. Tonight actually starts the um, Memphis and May barbecue fest. So we're going to, depends upon the kinds you like. You mentioned earlier being, going to rendezvous, which is always a name yeah, that's that's super touristy though, right? That's that's for tourists. It is. It is. And same, I hate to say the same with Corky's. Yep, I've been there too. So tell me where are we going? Where where do you go? Neely's. We're going to Central. We're going to Central Barbecue. Um, one and only. We're going there or the commissary. So okay. I got a couple that we can we can um visit. I've heard that? of I've heard of the commissary. I have some in law yes people that live there and they they like the commissary so okay all right well then i guess we're going there so and i know at your house mama's cooking always so we're, we're on the menus topic here we're on food i figured this kind of fits in so uh Good at your day. house mama's cooking what what's for dinner what's what's if i'm coming over for dinner what are we having so tonight you would have had homemade spaghetti homemade uh meat sauce spaghetti green beans and um we had cornbread with it tonight I was just trying to do something different. I actually put the cornbread with fresh onions in it in my waffle maker. So it's all fancy and pretty at wow. the same time. Cool. I know that these are fine dining experiences that you just described here. But in your life, uh, what is your finest dining experience that you can recall? Oh, there are some great five-star restaurants that I've had the privilege of going to in Cincinnati. One of the most recent ones has been at Morton's Steakhouse. I've enjoyed Prime up there. So not only was the food and the service great, but also just the fellowship and the reason why I was there. So it kind of stick out in my head. Well, you mentioned fine dining in Cincinnati. I thought maybe you were going to say Skyline Chili. <laughs> <laughs> I have had my share of Skyline Chili. I've never tried Gold Star. Okay. So um, All right. I, I hear there's quite a controversy over which one is better. Yeah, there is. But as long as we top off the night with Grater's ice cream, I mean, we should be good to yeah, go, right? Yeah, good. Exactly. <laughs> But before you get to graders, when you have your Skyline, are you doing like three, four, or five way? What, what's your what's your taste there? I do four way. Um, I do four way. Got to pile on the cheese okay. and add the jalapenos. All right. Yeah, I love my jalapenos. Awesome. But yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's all the questions I had. So you're off the hook now. All right. I'll be waiting for the car. <laughs> <laughs> So before we started our uh, recording here, 
we talked a little bit about uh, we both share a visual impairment or sight loss or um, low vision or whatever your phrasing is. And we found that there might be some similarities kind of in, in our situations, mm-hmm. even though they are different and happened at different ages. But tell me a little bit about, I, I don't remember the name of what you said it was. So I have a condition known as pseudotumor cerebri. Um, it's also referred to as intracranial pressure. And essentially, pressure builds up and it has crushed my optic nerves which caused me to lose my sight at the age of 29. So about that time, I was 2,400. And like you know for yourself, we can't repair the nerves. You know, we can replace corneas. We can replace retinas. We can even treat glaucoma to a point. However, we cannot do anything to repair damage to the optic nerves. So now... 16 years later from the original incident, I am now no light perception on my left side. And on my right side, I still have light perception and I'm now just movement and shadows. I know that there's things there for me. My memory, uh, my sight loss is a lot of a memory game. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember what things were. So when I walk into my room, I know what the bed looks like. I know what my dresser looks like because it, these are things that I had um, visual memory of. And so even though the dresser and bed are new, I still have that basic idea of what they look like mm-hmm. in my head. So, yeah. Yeah. I, so I've been doing this podcast for a little under three years now, and I've talked to lots of people with low vision. And I am pretty sure that you're, you are the closest person that I have spoken to so far that is sort of in the same uh you're you're the closest to me as far as sight loss when i first lost my sight being 29 it was kind of hard because i had that mentality that okay blindness and visual impairment happens to those as you get older Mm -hmm. not being very aware of the community and all the nuances within it and so it it took a long time for me to find others with my particular condition. It took a while for me to find people who just I could relate to. So I, I'm always, I always enjoy when I can find a colleague in the field, someone in the field who has a similar condition, who is working, doing things, experiencing life. And we can have some of those open conversations without having to explain all the little bitty details. Are there other people? I mean, is it a large community of people that have your specific condition? There is not. It's probably only, you know, it's kind of weird when you go to your doctor and they say, we've never seen a condition this progress before. And you're like, wow, that's, that that's is not, not, not the news. Yeah, that's, not- <laughs> <laughs> that's not the news. And they go and get their colleagues to be like, hey, I want you to meet this patient real quick. And I'm like, Okay, so yeah. I'm going to be the case study today. Yeah. So Any that point. those yeah. were things that didn't give me a lot of hope. Um, I am, unfortunately, I have several of my students that actually have my exact same condition, which is a good thing and a bad thing. I hate to see them having it, but it's a good thing because I'm living that I've lived this journey. I can share what I've learned and what I've experienced. 
And when they're having trouble with it or a day with it, I can say, hey, you know what? That sounds like you really do need to pick up the phone and call your neurosurgeon. I actually have several of my my own students who actually go to my neurosurgeon. He's referring to me and I'm referring to him. So mm-hmm. somehow, somehow I should get a trade-off on my bill, but I don't. So <laughs> Maybe we should work on that. Maybe get that attorney uh, sister of your aunt or whoever that is <laughs> that's working on that. There you go. Now you've mentioned students. So what and what you're, you teach? I do. What, what do you so, teach? When I lost my sight, I have a medical and pharmacy background, and that was not a field that I could easily return to, or at the time, I didn't think I could return to it at all, but I was doing hiring and training in those roles, and I was teaching in those roles, so I was able to take that teaching background and be able to, I wanted to teach people who were like myself. I had a rough start in my journey. No one knew what to do with me. And so I decided that I wanted to try and make it where the next person that came along, they didn't have such a rough journey. They didn't have to have that period of what do I do? And so I do a lot of disability awareness in our community, working with businesses and employers, talking about that a person with a visual disability can be a good employee and how that works. But I also teach Braille. And I um, teach Apple accessibility. So I love my Apple products and the independence that it yeah, has. Yeah, so. that sounds, I'm a, I'm a technology guy. So yeah, the, the Apple technology seems a lot more interesting than the, than the Braille thing. When you, you mentioned earlier, you said, I, I, I can read Braille. I never learned Braille. I was 19 when, when my sight change happened. And mm-hmm. I'll, although I tried on two occasions to learn it, um, this was in 1998, and I've always been pretty tech forward. I've always been mm-hmm. a lot of a bit bare, I've I've been into technology for a long time, and so it was pretty mm-hmm. natural for me to gravitate towards digital ways and audible audible ways of consuming things rather than um, I guess probably for me Braille just kind of seemed old and slow. It's one of those things, though, that I wish I would have spent more time with because I think there's certainly a, an application for Braille in the world. But, you know, I took Spanish in high school, too, and um, I wish I would have paid closer <laughs> attention to Spanish. So I've never been really good with other languages, apparently. So It's one of those great things about Braille. You're never too old to go back to it. Yeah. You might have more of an appreciation for it now, so I think, yeah, you know, but you know, like I, I have some some kids, and I can see how how quickly they learn languages and things, and it's the earlier you start that in life, I think, the better, you know, you are any any language to learn, including Braille, and um, I I should really be better about it, but I I just I don't have the time and energy, and uh, I mean, I can give you all kind, I can give you a million excuses, but I just I just (laughs) just. I just have. Well, I'll so. teach you one thing about Braille tonight. So Braille is actually not a language. Braille is a code. Okay. Um, a lot of people do think it's a language, and they're like, "Oh, Miss Stephanie, I'm not good with learning other languages." So I'm like, "Well, good. We're not learning another language. We're learning a code." Okay. So, and as you um, say that, I'm. I guess that's. I, I'm. I'm trying to figure that out. So it, yeah, it's it's uh. Mm-hmm. It's another way of using it's the same this, language. Yeah, yeah, it's it's English or whatever language it's in. It's just another way of right to code. You're right. Okay. Yep. And I learned HTML and stuff. I do computer code, so why can't I do Braille? 
I, I, I feel a course coming on. I think there's one in your future. Oh my goodness. So when's the next class start? <laughs> Memphis is a little far away from Dallas, but. Well, that's all right. We can find you a resource and we can find you a resource anywhere. So I think Braille is one of those things that yes, for even for myself, I did. It was not my first line of communication. So it's, there were times when it's not been natural for me to gravitate to Braille. You know, when I go to write down a note, slate and stylus is not my method, Mm -hmm. but technology is, or a QWERTY keyboard is, but there are times when I read this phrase once that I use Braille because the words I touch, touch me back. And I think that is a very wonderful statement. Because it opens, Braille opens up the world. I don't know who, where I read it, but I've just always held on to it. Um, That's good. I like that. And Braille opens up the world. And I think, you know, in this world with different learning styles, we need a lot of different methods. Um, we know that about 10% of those who are blind or visually impaired are Braille readers. Not a very large method. Very People small. will say, oh, yeah. technology is eroding it. It is because we don't understand how Braille and technology work together, in my opinion. So lots of good things. Some people, you know, want Braille. So I think that for a business, for a company, for an app, you need to make sure that you're engaging your Braille audience just as you are your auditory audience. So Mm. a lot of different tools in the toolbox. Keep me honest on that, all right? (laughs) You you mentioned apps, so you also work with the menus for all app i do it is um so my business partner helen frenetti who is the ceo and founder of menus for all and i this is our baby this is we are trying to change lives one accessible restaurant menu at a time and it has been a great journey to be on so how old is the app So the app was launched in November of 2022. So we are not even a year old. Oh, wow. I just assumed it was a lot older than that. Okay. So in October 2019, we launched a website with 50,000 accessible restaurant menus. We thought we were really doing something. And for me, that was. It was a lot more access than I had ever had. And we kept hearing, you know, this would be really good as an app. This would be really good as an app. And so we thought, hey. This could be really good as an app. And so when we went to go start working on building the app, we were like, well, 50,000 menus is a great start throughout the United States. But is there anything else we could do? So in November of 2022, we launched with 750,000 accessible restaurant menus throughout the United States and Canada. Now we're talking. That's a big number. Wow. It is. And as of today, or as of the last couple of weeks, I am proud. I am so very proud to say we have grown to 1 million accessible restaurant menus between the two countries. Awesome. And, And we're not going to stop. There's, we have a nice mix of fast food and chains and one-offs and mom and pops and casual sit-down places and even some of those fine dinings. That Morton's restaurant in Cincinnati that I mentioned, I thought for sure, I was like, I'm at this fancy business dinner feeling a little intimidated because I'm like, this 
this is much more than what I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm not going to have access to a menu. And I said, let me just try it. And there it was. And so everyone it was on was menus like, for all. It was on menus for all. And everybody sat there and um, was like, oh, my gosh, you, you don't need me to read you the menu. I was like, no, I already got it. Right. I already got it. And I was like, did you see the the sea bass? And they're like, oh, yeah. And it, it just started. I just we were just able to talk and have conversation. My disability didn't have to be the appetizer for the meal. Yeah. And that's that's empowering because I can't tell you how many times it I've been, been somewhere where we're eating. Yeah. And especially, you know, if I'm, if I'm amongst friends or family or something, you know, it's it's a lot easier um, mm-hmm. But it, it isn't necessarily easier either, because sometimes I'm with certain people that want to read every single thing. And I'm I'm kind of like, I know the restaurant we're at, and I know there's probably only like four or five things I want. Maybe I want a sandwich, but they're reading through the soups and they're reading through the dessert. I'm like, look, mm-hmm. I just want a sandwich. So let's just skip. Well, let me find the sandwiches. So. Oh, but did you see the pasta? And then they. Yeah, I'm they like, keep... yeah, I don't. I know. I just want a sandwich. OK, don't don't change my mind. I'm not. Right. So not that they have bad yep. intentions at that at all, but because that's kind of the way they think or that's maybe they think, oh, well, maybe he wants yep. to know about this. But the the way that that empowers me to get the information that I want, like a, like normally people would um, is unbe- is just yep. unbelievable. So that's incredible. And. You don't have to be at the restaurant in order to do it. I have a business trip planned for next week. I've already looked around the hotel that I'm staying at because this one is a new hotel for me um, than where I normally would stay. And I can do that here. I spoke virtually in Dallas last week and found some great stuff around the location that the individuals were at and i was like you know what there's some good food down there i need to go try some of this stuff yeah well we got barbecue down here too so it's not memphis style it's you know probably not exactly like you're used to but texas is that's we got some barbecue well i've heard that but we got an international barbecue fest was i mean so okay it's memphis i I don't i don't I don't know that I can compete with that other than to say that this is Texas and nobody messes with Texas. So just be careful. I, guess, I know that's the truth. That's, <laughs> yes. So, but I just, it's, it really is crazy. And so I, I, I download the app and I get it. I'm like, okay, you know, it probably has some things on there. And I had, I mean, I don't, don't take this the wrong way, but I had like low to medium type expectations for what would be on there. And my God, there's a lot of yeah. things on there. Like you mentioned, 750,000, a million restaurants. That's pretty mm-hmm. good coverage. So how do you connect with all of these people? Are there services or do they willingly give you this information or what's the process for getting all these guys on board? We wanted to find a way not only where we could offer a number, a huge number of restaurant menus, but we also wanted to make sure we could update them. Yeah. Menus change all the time. Yeah. They do. And they restaurants do. change. And they do. And new ones are always popping up and some are closing and going away. So we went to a restaurant information supply company. And so they're gathering this information. Different clients use it for different ways. And we chose to use it for this. Uh, The company 
had not ever heard of making restaurant menus accessible. One of the things that I love about the app is that the menus are all formatted the same, meaning that you've got restaurant information at the top, including the phone number and the address, and those are deep links. So it'll take you over to maps. It'll allow you to call the restaurant without having to leave the app. Then you'll find a section for hours. Then you'll find the menu section. And those headings might change because it might say starters on one and might say appetizers on the other. It depends upon how restaurant coded their information. But we that was important to us. We wanted, the app has been made for accessibility first. Uh, Helen's background is that she's an accessibility SME for Fortune 100s. My background is that I'm working in the field, teaching um, Apple accessibility, teaching the individuals with blindness and visual impairments, and I'm seeing their pain points. And that's how the app even came about. When Helen was studying, she started working around uh, volunteering at World Services for the Blind so that she could learn more about what she was about to get off into. And that meant she started taking people out for meals. And so here she had this individual who was a business owner, um, well accomplished in his own rights. And his mother, even though he was an older gentleman, had to read the menu to her. And Helen looked at the situation and said, you know, I think technology could do something about that. So that's how it even came about. So we're even teaching the database company that we've been using um, about accessibility. And we love their response. They've been trying to find new ways to help us make sure that we can get the data in there correctly, how we can um, make sure we're adding restaurants. They're working with us on, you know, adding some requests when they come through, things like that. So it's just started a whole new conversation in an area that where someone didn't even know about these things. Yeah. Incredible. Can we take a little spin on the mm -hmm. app? Can you show me how it works? Yeah. So I think you've recently downloaded it. I want you to open it up if you don't mind so that we can kind of see it through your eyes as a new user, whereas I go in it and use it on a day-to-day -day basis. So as soon as you open the app, the one great thing about it is it automatically loads in the near me function. Menus for all. And that near me function gives you restaurants Menus that are located within up to Selected. a 20 near mile radius search. of Tab. your current location. Loading. Okay, Loading. so I've just opened the app. Okay. Loading. And, and so it's looking through all Loading. of those 1 million restaurants through in the two Completed. countries to pull in where you are. So it told you that the search was completed. So we now know we can start looking. So can you start flicking to the, the right Kiros for me? I want to see if Mirchi we can Indian hear cuisine. how 12,000, 0.6 open. Menu Mirchi Indian Cuisine, three. Vaqueros Family Restaurant, 12,000, 0.6 miles, okay. closed. Menu Vaqueros Family Rest, four. Subway, heading, 12,200, 1.1 miles. So subway. you're starting in the middle menu of the subway. list. Button. So there's a Five. subway. Papa Murphy's, heading. It's open. I've heard of it. It's, a, it's pizza, right? It's pizza, yeah. Take and no? bake. They they make the pizzas and you take them home and bake them. So let's check out Papa yeah. Murphy's here. This is this is okay. not a paid sponsorship. I just like pizza. Papa Murphy's. Hitting. <laughs> so I tapped Favorite. on Papa Murphy's. Open. 
Restaurant info. Hitting. Favorite if I want. So let me point out. Did you hear the favorite button? I did. Yeah. So, so there is a favorite button built into each one of the um, each one of the pages. Each location, so so I can since this is a favorite, and if I go to this place regularly, I can pull it up quickly. Okay. Right, and there's a favorites tab, and they are alphabetized in the favorites tab. Twelve thousand three hundred ninety-eight farm to mark hours collapse heading. There's the address. It's phone got the hours. plus one nine menu mm-hmm. heading. Got the phone. Create your own pizza collapse heading heading. Classic create pizza collapse heading heading. Create your own pizza collapse heading heading. Create your own pizza collapse heading. Collapsed. Create your own pizza. Seven. Create your own pizza items. Eight. One. Create your own pizza. Medium. Twelve. Choose your size. So I Cost. love that part right toppings. there. It told you that there were seven items in this section, and it gave you the price range for it. Yeah, that's so. Great. One of the things. One of the things that we wanted to make sure that people had was empowerment over their own finances when they're at the restaurant. Um, There's nothing like getting a bill that you weren't able to expect because you didn't know what anything cost. Right. And it's also, you know, for some people, it's uncomfortable to sit there and be like, okay, well, how much is that? Well, how much is that? How much is that? It's it's a tough question Um, to ask, especially repeatedly, because then, yeah. But, you know, when when people are looking at a menu, they're making that decision themselves, um, just silently to themselves, right? So. I've been in lots of situations like, well, how much is that? Eh, I don't really want to spend that much or eh, it's a little. Yeah. So this gives me the ability to do that without, without judgment. <laughs> yeah. The ranges help you figure out maybe uh, this isn't the section I need to be in. You know, um, uh-huh. if the appetizers go up to twenty nine ninety nine. Um but they've got one for four dollars and ninety nine cents. Maybe that's the area I need to stay in. Yeah. So it kind of just helps you make some better, de- you know, hopefully some more informed decisions. How about that? Let's go down to one, two, three, five, seven. Classic pizza, signature pizza. Classic pizza collapse. Signature pizzas collapse. Heading. Signature pizzas collapse. Heading. Heading. Twenty one signature pizzas items. Thirteen dollars and ninety nine cents to seventeen dollars and ninety nine cents. Okay, so there's, I think it's a 21 one, pizza. cowboy pizza, medium 12, original yep. crust topped with traditional red sauce, whole milk mozzarella, premium pepperoni, Italian sausage, sliced mushrooms, black olives, cheddar, and urban cheese blend. Price $13.99. Boom, cowboy so pizza. You got, yeah, this is Texas. You that it's, a medium, it's a medium pizza, and you got a listing of the toppings. Because what if there was something on there you couldn't eat? Yeah, you wanted to and, change and, something out, or you don't, you know, I, yeah. I, you don't, you don't like cheese, you don't like cheese, which probably should be at a pizza place, I guess. But two cowboy pizza, large fourteen or original crust topped with traditional red sauce, whole milk mozzarella, premium pepperoni, Italian sausage, sliced mushrooms, black olives, cheddar, and urban cheese blend. Price fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents. Okay, that's the same pizza, so just a large. large. That's a large size instead mm-hmm. of medium. So yeah, okay. Got yeah. It. Awesome. So now I know I've got some options and gives me the prices. And again, like I said, I can favorite this. Maybe I'm here in Memphis looking at this tonight because I know I'm going to Texas and I want to go ahead and bookmark some things that are close to my hotel. So the near me feature is great if I'm out and about running what I'm going to get at my home in Memphis is very different than what I'll get at the mall in Memphis. So it's a great way to find out, you know, you're running errands. You're like, man, I'm hungry. What is close by? That way you can find it. I mentioned earlier that uh, I'm in Memphis. We're going to go out for dinner tonight. So where are we going? And you said, um, can I find those places on here? 
There are some of those on there. Yep. So let's go to start. Search. Tab to search by restaurant name. Okay. I'm in Background search. Tab bar. Selected. Search. So the search has a two-part function. Um, there are three ways you can search. The first, um, you can type in a restaurant name and it'll look within a 20-mile location, 20 miles of your current location. The second one is that you can search by a food item, which is different than cuisine. So let's say um, I am craving lasagna. I could type in lasagna and get that, which is different than Italian. So it's the actual food item. And then the last one is location. And you can search by zip code, by city and state. If you do city and state, it'll pull from the center of the city out. You can look by province in Canada, by postal code in Canada. But I love looking either by a zip code or I love looking, you can even, it's kind of like a hidden trick. You can even drop in an address. Okay. And so if I know the address of the hotel that I'm going to or something. Give, so me, give me the address. Give me a zip code in Memphis. Let's try 38112. So I put that under. Where, there's two, so like, we're going to find location. Menu item. Search. Zip code or city. Right. State. Province. Search. One. Button. Double zip code or city. State. Province. Boom. Search. All right. Now flick to the right city. and find State the text province. field. Text field. Text field. Zip code or city. State slash province. One text thing. field. There you text go. Field. So let's try three eight. T. Delete. Oops, delete. Space. T. Text. Delete. Numbers. Say it again. What, what's what's the zip code? Three eight. Three. Eight. One. One one, one two. One. Two. Return. Yep. You can use the return key. Loading. Loading. It's thinking about it. Completed. All right, so it's completed. Okay. Three zero point zero mile closed. Menu Hunt Brothers Pizza. Two Baljai's Kitchen. Heading. Three hundred zero point one open. Menu Baljai's Kitchen. Three Young's Food Mart. Heading. Two hundred zero point three mile open. Menu Young's Food Mart. Button. Four Society Skate Park and Coffee. Heading. Five hundred zero point three miles. And so you know you can turn your rotor oh, to headings. Yeah. Containers. Headings. There you go. And start flicking down. Young's Food Mart. Society Skate Park. After Hours Bistro. Hit the liquor store. Heading. City and State. King's Grocery. Heading. Maximo's Unbroad. Hit Sugar Ghost Ice Cream and Bubble Tea. Heading. Inspire Community Cafe. Heading. Some of those places that you are going to, that you're passing by, I love going to. Captain JJ Fish and Chicken. Heading. McDonald's. Heading. Dixie Queen. Heading. Mahogany Memphis. Heading. The Pizza Main. Heading. It's Nacho Business. Heading. It's nacho business. That's great. I want to go there. <laughs> heading. Subway. Heading. Clay's smoked tuna. Heading. Church's chicken. Heading. Kermit's wings and things. Heading. The vegan breakfast. Heading. Vibe foods. Heading. Top's barbecue. Heading. Oh, Top's barbecue is good. We Vibe can foods. always All right, make let's a U turn and let's head do there. A U turn and let's go to Top's barbecue. Yeah. Completed. Okay, so it's loaded the menu for Top's barbecue. Top's barbecue. Heading. Favorite. Mm -hmm. Switch button. Open. Favorite. Switch button off. Button. Should probably do this a little slower because I'm not the only one listening Open. to this. Sorry. Restaurant info. Heading. 3,353 Summer Avenue. Memphis. TN. 38,122 Maps app. Link. Hours collapsed. Heading. Phone. Plus one. Nine. Zero. One. Four. Five. Two. Five. Six. One. Six. Menu. Heading. Barbecue Keep sandwiches going. collapsed. Heading. Heading. 
Okay, let's see. Let's see what the categories are. Top's first. famous burgers collapsed. Heading. Heading. Barbecue plates collapsed. Heading. Heading. Nachos and specialty Barbecue fries collapsed. Heading. Heading. Nacho. Oh, there's nachos again. I don't. <laughs> Sides collapsed. Heading. Heading. Desserts collapsed. Heading. Heading. Beverages collapsed. Heading. Okay, so what are you uh, thinking we're having for uh, dinner tonight? I'm going with nachos. Normally, I would go with pulled pork or some briskets or maybe even some some ribs but well, I, I got a nacho the thing nachos. going on. Couldn't go to nacho business, so. nachos and specialty fries collapsed nachos and specialty fries <laughs> collapsed heading heading nacho five nachos and specialty fries items seven dollars to eleven dollars and eighty cents one barbecue nachos smoked chopped pork shoulder on a bed of tortilla chips topped with white queso original mild barbecue sauce and our signature rub price ten dollars and 35 cents you get two fire braised chicken nachos smoked Chopped pork shoulder Old on a bed of tortilla chips topped with white queso. Top's famous together? barbecue beans, lettuce, tomatoes, onions, jalapenos, original mild barbecue sauce, and our signature rub, price $11.20. Jalapenos, now we're getting a little better. hot Cheetos nachos, smoked, chopped pork shoulder that's, on a bed of flamin' hot Cheetos topped right. with white queso, jalapenos, original hot barbecue sauce, and our signature rub, price $11.80. Flamin' hot chips, uh, jalapenos, and hot salsa. So now we're getting closer <laughs> to where I would be. Cheese fries, a basket of Top's crinkle cut fries drizzled with white queso, price $7. Five barbecue cheese fries, a basket of tops crinkle cut fries drizzled with white queso and topped with smoked pork shoulder, original mild barbecue sauce and signature rub, price ten dollars and sixty cents. Sides collapsed. Heading five, four, okay, three. So I've made two, my choice. Fire braised chicken. Three flam and hot Cheetos nachos, right smoked, chopped pork shoulder there. on a bed of flam and hot Cheetos topped with white queso, jalapenos, original hot barbecue sauce, and, and our I'm signature rub, price eleven dollars and eighty cents. Okay, two fire braised chicken nachos, smoked. Chopped pork shoulder on a bed of tortilla chips topped with white queso. Top's famous barbecue beans, lettuce, tomatoes, onions, jalapenos, original mild barbecue sauce, and our signature rub. Price $11.20. Sounds good. I'll meet you there about an hour or so. Sound good? There you go. <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds great. But see how, how much fun we had just listening to the menu item and being able to talk about it. That's part of what happens at the table. When you sit down and everyone's like, what are you hungry for? Where are you going to get? Oh, I don't know. I'm and oftentimes when people read it to you, they they give you, they just skim it and you don't get the detail. Like, you know, I didn't know this had flaming Hot yep. Doritos in it necessarily or jalapenos or the the kind of the subtleties of the, yeah. of the dish, which could go missed. Yeah. And think about folks who have allergies who might need to watch, you know, certain food groups or something having the description is so important you're right so we can set favorites we can do near me we can find places far away when we're going to be you know mm -hmm. other places favorite and there's menus. something else waiter alert here. light tab four of five waiter there is alert the waiter alert light. light help me out with this how does this work again we we're trying to hit that pain point of when like for example when i sit down and I need more ketchup at the table. And everyone's walking by the table. I, I cannot tell you how many times I've stopped people headed to the yeah, restaurant right. <laughs> who don't work for the restaurant because I couldn't tell the shape one from another and thinking I'm, you know, summoning the, my wait staff, right? So it's a great conversation, sir. So when you sit down at the table, say, hey, I'm visually impaired. I may not be able to signal you. Uh, identify you when you're going past, but if I need help at the table, I can turn the light on on my camera or on my phone, hold it up so you know that I might need some assistance at the table. And that way you can toggle the light on and off right there in the app. It all gives you audible feedback that it's on, but there's also haptic feedback in your phone. So you'll know that, yes, it toggled on, 
it is on, then it's the same thing when you turn it off. You will hear that it's turned off so that you're not running your battery down unnecessarily. And there's that haptic feedback to let you know nice. that it has turned off. It's, it's genius, Stephanie. Yep. This is genius. <laughs> so we are you pretty proud be, of yeah. it. I mean, I think the best part for me is the fact that I know that people are enjoying it. There's been, you know, having your own business, growing something like this, getting out, talking about it. There's some long nights for Helen and I um, when we're working with our developing development team, trying to figure out what where we need to go next, trying to figure out funding sources, how can we grow this? And then I get that email from someone who says, hey, I thought I really didn't need your app because my spouse always reads me the menu, but I went and tried it out under the free trial. And I found out that he's not reading me everything. <laughs> and I just love, I love moments like that. Um, right. Not trying to break up marriages, you know, but hopefully, hopefully, and, and this isn't just for the blind and visually impaired. Think about someone who has any other type of print disability. I have younger children, maybe when I was teaching them to read, that way I can, they can read me what they're wanting to read on the menu. Mm -hmm. And I can check it um, on my end. So it, again, it helps me be mom. I've heard from people who say, hey, I'm going to surprise my wife with going to out to a restaurant and we didn't have to ask our children to read the menu for us. You know, there's a lot of good reasons why we want to be independent and I shouldn't have to justify those to anybody. Just allow me to be have the resources I need and yeah, I think it's also just go. good for people that may be on the go or moving around and want to know what menus are. I mean, you can see restaurants and things. Mm -hmm. Your phone will tell you that. But then a restaurant you don't know about, you're like, oh, yeah. what they got? And then you got to go look at their individual menu and then you got to go back to the search. And then so at least mm -hmm. here it's kind of all it's all together. If you're looking for food and you want to know what the menus are. Yep. Menus for all. Boom. That's right. So people, um, so menus for all, like I said, we've kind of mentioned the, the trial. So let me talk about that. It is a subscription-based app. There is a 14-day trial for you to get in there and uh, see how the app works, find out some new things that might be around you that you didn't know about. And otherwise, it's $2.99 USD monthly. Or if you're like me and always looking for the angle of where I can get a little bit of a discount or a sale, the annual subscription is at $29.99 USD, and that gives you two months free on the app. So, And of course, both of them give you unlimited access to as many restaurant menus as you want to look at. Um, there's some nights where I just pull up things in Canada because I've never been there, but I've looked at restaurant menus there. Uh, there's all sorts of places that I think I might want to go one day. No, I'm getting ready to go. Um, I do travel sometimes quite a bit for work. And it's nice to be able to have access when I'm with my colleagues. So again, my disability doesn't have to be in the forefront. And I can just do what I'm supposed to do there. Have fun, enjoy the meal, enjoy the fellowship, have a business discussion and move on. So Awesome. So it's in the Apple App Store, Android App Store. 
So we are an iOS app at this moment only. So we are in the Apple App Store. You can find us under Menus for All, M-E-N-U-S, and it's the number four, A-L-L. And even if you just type in Menus in the number four, it'll come up Mm -hmm. in the auto suggestions, Menus for All. Um, You can go to MenusForAll.com to find out more information about us as a company, to see some of the restaurants that are represented in the app to find even tutorials on how to use the different sections um, that you just went through. We've got some of that on there as well. And you can always reach out to me with questions or maybe there's a restaurant that you would like to see added to the service. I can't promise that we can add it, but we'll definitely do our best to try. So you can always reach out to me at Stephanie, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E at menusforall.com. Awesome. And I, you guys are socially uh, active too. I've seen you on most of those platforms. So I assume those links yes. are on your website. All the big ones. All the yeah. usual suspects. Yeah. Awesome. That. Awesome. All right, Stephanie. Well, I, I've been using this for about a week or so now. And it's, again, I've I've learned some things about restaurants that I go to regularly that I didn't know they had. So it really is genius on a lot of levels and i am uh, super excited uh, about you guys putting this together well, thank you glad to be glad to thank be early you. into this this is great well thank you so much and thank you for giving us this time and this platform to be able to talk about it and help educate some people on how that they can be a little bit more accessible and a little bit more independent all at the same time thanks for spending time with the ambiguously blind podcast Please rate and write a review wherever you subscribe and connect and share with us at ambiguouslyblind.com.